I have to congratulate you for reading so well, <laughs> A lot of tongue-twisting words from the book of Exodus, but you got them down pretty good. Excellent. Thank you. <clears throat> well, the whole first reading as is focused on, on two words that's not even a word. It's called I am, Yahweh, being, is. The, the, it's funny because that's how Jesus, God the Father, revealed himself as being. And of course, that totally confused everybody because they were used to relying on statues and gods and goddesses. And now Moses is revealing the name of their God, Am. That's it. I mean, how could you put your faith in that? But that's, that's exactly what it was. It was God placing his word in his people and his people relying on him. And Yahweh, I am who am, however you translate it, comes to the same thing. He's the nameless one. And when, when they went to Pharaoh and says, our God wants to have you release us, what's his name? Uh, he has no name. You saw what that got them. Anyway, um, relying on God is the key. God comes to us in a nameless position here today. We have Jesus as far as the vision of God in our heads and our hearts, but God comes to us with no name, and he comes to us in pure spirit. That's how he was revealed to Moses at the burning bush, pure spirit. Moses spoke to him, probably not with his mouth, with his head, with communications. And eventually that got passed down through the scriptures. And Jesus today, even though he's with us, and when he says this, come to me, all who you are burdened and who labor, and I'll help you out. Now, that was great then, and if he saw someone in harm's way or labor, he, and he did, went over and touched them. He helped them. But here he's giving us this reading in gospel, which means not when it's happening, but in the future, and that's now. And Jesus is telling us to rely on him when things are at their worst. We've been praying for someone the last few weeks. Jenny and her family was with her by her side throughout the last few weeks. And more than once, I brought her the sacrament of communion and, and healing, anointing of the sick. They, the family, were relying on God. And then the reality of, of the physical world came in. So did they lose their prayer? Did their prayer go dead? What our faith tells us is that the prayers we offered for Jenny bring her into eternal life, and they become her reward in heaven. Do we see him? Nope. <clears throat> we saw the doctors, we saw hospice people, but, but we didn't see Jesus come in. But maybe we did, because his presence is real, but invisible. When we bring the sacraments of the sick and dying or Holy Communion, to someone, I say we, we, the priest, is not doing it. Jesus is doing it through the priest. 
the oil that gets on the head and hands of, of the sick person is being placed visually by the priests. But we don't do the healing. The Holy Spirit, through that consecrated oil, touches the person. Our invisible God becomes visible in the actions of the sacraments. So we could understand what he's saying, take my yoke, because he doesn't mean the big, heavy, wooden yoke. I think he means my attitude toward faith and life. Take my yoke on you and look at it through my eyes. And of course, his eyes are glanced on God alone. So we look to Jesus, we're looking to his Father. And when we do that in prayer, that's what that is, we're inspired to do that by the Holy Spirit. Our Trinitarian faith once again. Today is the feast of St. Apollinarius, an early, early, early bishop of the church. He was appointed by Paul, uh, excuse me, Peter to go up to northern Italy, and that's where he eventually became a more after he was a very strong preacher, Apollinarius. If you go to Rome, go to Italy, go up to Ravenna, and you'll see the church of St. Apollinarius, mosaics out of this world. Have a good day. Thank you.